Howdy, folks. We're back. Because we're the prodigals. Yeah. Because we are. The prodigals. prodigals. Welcome to the Prodigals Podcast, where we talk about all kinds of topics relating to faith and culture. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. We discuss topics not normally preached on the pulpit. Talked about your Bible studies. That is why we are here for you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. My name is Mark, and I'm joined by Alan and Billy. Yep. Hi. Uh, <laughs> What's happening here? <laughs> I don't know. It's been a long day. So, um, you might have heard, but pretty much all Texas, all of Texas was covered in a snowstorm. And for a few days, residents were left without power. When was that? Last week? A couple of weeks ago. Uh, This episode will be centered around discussing what happened, the fallout. Ted Cruz. (laughs) Uh, Maybe. Climate change. Maybe. And all that good stuff. (laughs) So, yeah. This will be News Reactions. Do you hear what I hear? So, to start, let's just cover our bases and talk about what really happened down south. Down south. So, what happened was cold front came down south. Down south. The White Walkers. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Broke the wall. Wow. The North Broke through the wall. So the cold wow. front went south to Texas, uh, to southern United States, and so Texas experienced the worst cold, the worst, uh, the coldest temperature that they've had in nearly thirty-five years. And there was a snowstorm, and because of the snowstorm, there was f- freezing rain. Can you can you make a comparable like feeling for us Canadians here? Is there like a comparable outrageous thing that will happen? Like, I don't know, but don't my know. reaction to that, like, because like what you were doing, Billy, because like you know, it's for us Canadians, it's it's like you know, it's we're used to it. It happens every year. Like well, we're expecting it. It's gonna happen. Well, we're prepared. Well, one story is that you know my wife and I we went off to we 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 were blessed to go off to like Paris one, you know. Um, one spring break while the kids were like whatever right so we went off to like to paris and um there we we had you know tried um or ordered um or at least bought tickets to go over to london using the train mm-hmm. right because there's the train that goes under underneath the english canal channel the, the english channel right <clears throat> so uh we were there and we showed up i think it was like a tuesday morning um six o'clock in the morning right at the um at the travel agents uh place then they shuttled us over to the the um the train station guard du nord right or the north gate whatever so yeah um and so we're there from like seven and we're supposed to board at eight and it started to snow right but it's only like an inch half an inch they shut down the entire station. 
back. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what happened. They just shut down the entire. It wasn't even like, oh, we can't, you can't cross over to London now. So we got to like, you know, whatever. Shut the, they Final shut down the route, entire yeah. station because oh an inch or so was uncharted territory. And I was just thinking to my wife, I'm like, well, <laughs> yo, we do this every winter. Hey, it's happening right now. <laughs> While we're here, <laughs> it's snowing in Canada. It's not fun right. when you uh, shovel. So I took my vacation last week, and <sighs> I was shoveling pretty much every day last week. But I'm so thankful that I, I didn't have to work through that because it pretty much snowed every day. Yeah. But oh yeah, um, yeah. but that's just normal for us. But imagine in Texas where they don't really experience cold, and then. They don't experience winter. They don't experience snow. And then all of a sudden, it's negative 20 degrees Celsius. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I read an article where Texas was um, as cold as Alaska. That's crazy. And that's, still, oh, that's uh, crazy. You, oh, you asked for a thing, uh, a comparable, right? Yeah. That would be like us. That would be like us getting um, um, getting an earthquake, like a huge one. Like a San oh, Francisco yeah. like earthquake. That's, that's that's totally uncharted territory. Right. Like we, our buildings aren't happen. made for it. Our you know our mm. building codes aren't made for that. Our you know our infrastructure isn't made for that. So if it hits that kind of natural disaster, gonna, we're done. We're really and done. that's kind of what happened with Texas. However, as I understand it, um, you know this was not the first. This is not the first time it snowed in Texas. At, at least in Dallas. Uh, because when we, it, it, apparently it happened about 10 years ago. Oh, right? but not as, not as intense. No, no. Well, I mean, there, I mean, they, it was, it was surprising to them. There were accidents, you know, because the roads were slippery. And so, of course, yeah. You, you know, probably all was, have summer tires, like for, yeah, the whole, um, for like all season. Yeah. They're not going to have that. Yeah. Um, it was it was actually Mark. If you remember, it was that time that we did GYC in like in um, in California. Oh yeah, that was really cold. Even California yeah. was really cold. Yeah. Oh, so it like hit down there, eh? Yeah. Uh, and so this wasn't the first time. And so you know, I'm sure we're going to get into this, but part of sort of like you know, because after after sort of like the 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 crazy, um, you know, damage that happened and oh, oh, kind of overcoming the shock of it all. Now you look for somebody, well, who's responsible for this? Why did this happen, right? Um, and so I'm, I'm sure we'll get into this, but, you know, uh, I think one of the one of the major sort of talking points is that they, sh- they could have been prepared for this. They should have been prepared for this uh, because uh, they'd had 10 years of warnings. It happened in the past. Yeah, it happened already. So yeah. it could happen again, I guess, right? I mean, that's yeah. that's sort of like one of the talking points. I don't know exactly you know, what kind of, you know, warnings that were there other than what happened 10 years ago. Cause I remember that. Mm. So, you know, there's that, mm-hmm. but, um, if I could continue off of Mark, so they've, you know, this huge, like massive storm hit them, uh, dumped a whole lot of snow, uh, really cold froze, um, gas pipes, um, the the Gross. freezing temperatures, um, ex, you know, made the the water pipes burst mm-hmm. as well, um, and so there was loss of pressure in water. They couldn't get heating to their houses, 
um, something happened with the electrical system, and that's pretty. And the electrical the grid was the the biggest thing that happened. The biggest to them thing that, yeah. Because you know that put everybody in a bind. Everybody's cold in Texas, where they're not expecting Canadian like weather, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Alaskan like weather. Uh, yeah, that's and crazy. so you know you had crazy stories of like people just getting in, like staying in their vans and 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 running the car and running the van all night and stuff. Uh, but of course you have to get gas to keep the, the motor running. And there's a guy, ga- there was a shortage of gas. Mm, right. Yeah. And so just a uh, domino effect resources right? because people were like, you know, panic buying and stuff, which obviously mm, of is, is um, yeah. Understandable. Yeah. Cause you don't know what's going to happen. You're trying to grab as much as you can, especially water. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Right. And now there's a, you know, there's, there's a water shortage because the, the water is, you know, either undrinkable or there's not enough pressure in the pipes because they, you know, they burst and whatever. Now that they've fixed sort of like the electrical aspect of it, you know, wow, there's yeah. that. But uh, as we mentioned, um, people have lost lives over this. Yeah. I think like 30 or so people. Oh really? It's not an insignificant number. Yeah. Hey, Eddie, death is not insignificant no. whatsoever. That's Even right. One, one. Oh, I saw some died in crashes on icy roads. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Succumbed to death to the cold, and others were killed when desperate attempts at warmth turned deadly. Yeah. So, um, um there was a snow uh, ice storm that happened in Toronto back in 2014, right? Mm-hmm. And that caused major power outages in mm-hmm. a lot of areas, and so people, so people, um, in desperation, would bring their barbecue grills inside and really um, would heat heat up the house using that. But then that causes carbon monoxide mm. to build mm. up inside the house. So, and then carbon monoxide is pretty much known as a silent killer because if you're asleep and carbon monoxide builds up in your house or in your room, um, you might not wake up. You can't smell it because it's undetectable in that Um, sense. You might get symptoms. I think one of the symptoms is nausea, vomiting. But um, if you're asleep, you might not get those symptoms. So, yeah, that might have been what happened to people when you said desperate uh, attempts yeah, to attempts. heat up the house Man, that's really sad. wow it's just so sad that like people are placed in such these dire situations dang yeah um and when you're you know when you're faced with sort of that survival mode not everybody you know is able to stay calm and make you know informed rational decisions right it's just whatever whatever you think will get you to survive Mm-hmm. And sometimes yeah. it's it's and sometimes it's not the right choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do you guys think this is a failure of leadership? Uh, how much is how much is leadership responsible? Uh, oh goodness gracious me! How responsible are these people in higher places? Of course, I think they play a very strong role i was reading so one of the big things is like the whole power outage thing right mm-hmm. and i was reading how texas they 
their energy grid system is separate from the whole from the rest of the US. Right. To avoid any regulations, right? So if so in a in a situation like this where they needed power, they could have just bought power from anywhere else outside of the country to help, you know, supplement the energy that they needed. But since they are for profit uh, energy companies, they didn't have any like backup or like they don't have any they don't need to have any backup in in a sense to have like uh, to be prepared for any extreme weather consequences like this because of course they're just bidding on themselves it's not going to happen which has which like led to all these citizens being lost without power for like i think a day or day or two but although it was only a day or day or two it was like detrimental in a lot of people's like just way of living right so that's one way leadership i uh yeah leadership because they Texas allowed this to happen in terms of making these energy companies for profit and separating themselves from the from the U.S. And I just see it as like, man, this is just the greed of the greed of man. And yeah, that's the way I see it. That's one thing. Yeah, you bring up a good point, and yeah. um, that's one of the biggest things in like the deregulation of electricity, mm-hmm. in which it, the government relegated the responsibility of distribution of electricity to private companies and so what you saw during normal times would be companies tried to have the lowest rates for electricity and because there was such a competition to make money um, Mm. people would electricity became you know something to profit on and that's how you know the, the electricity in texas was so cheap because companies tried to like do deals of it's like a bidding war, right? Yeah, it's bidding war, and people would yeah, mm. and that's great. That's what people want during normal capitalism, normal baby. But Ooh. once once extreme situations happen, they're left for themselves, like left it's, to themselves to find to figure out how to survive. Yeah, because as as we saw in this circumstance, power went out. Because the grid couldn't handle it. I saw a headline that the grid was four minutes and sometime, some seconds away from a complete mass failure. Are you serious? Yeah. And I think when I when you say that, I think about for leadership-wise, the accountability is gone if, in the sense, all like everything, the whole system fails and then citizens are left to fight for themselves, right? The accountability is not there on... I guess leadership because what's the backlash for them? I guess in that time, in that place, because they have sure. money, they can like buy themselves, buy their ways out of it, right? <clears throat> Whereas, let's say um, lower income families or lower income citizens, like they don't have the money or the resources to help pay their way out of the situation. Like they kind of have to. That's where the whole survival of the fittest, like I feel, uh, thing comes out, right? Yeah. And remember, this is all in the backdrop of COVID. All well. in the backdrop of COVID. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh my, I t- like that's so crazy. This is all in the backdrop of COVID, and it's that's just like making everything worse than it already is. I think I think COVID is another example of something that people were not prepared for. And yes, oh yeah, um, for sure. it has taken a toll on on the economy, on the healthcare system, and people. Yes, people are 
uh, adjusting and the healthcare system is adjusting as much as it, they can. Can, yeah. But for the most part, we were so unprepared for that. Apparently, there was a playbook, though, for like a pandemic playbook, but somehow that got got <laughs> ridden. What? Somebody got rid of it. Oh, how so. inconvenient. Yeah. So let's, Anyways. Yeah. It's Anyways. like, um, you know what I really like? How there are certain, sec- not it's not secret anymore, but treasuries for seeds. Yes. In, in different places. places of the world. So all the existing seeds out there, I think like one, one per... Is it one? I'm not sure, but no, well, they're all got, stored. Yeah. They're all stored somewhere. So they got so a backup. That, yeah. In case of an extinction, a normal extinction towards like a particular kind of plant or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. they can just plant again. Yeah. Wow. Is it a I know there's one in Peru plan? and the other one's like in Norway or something like that. Whoa, really? That's so sick. What the heck? Yeah. And, and there might be others, but yeah, that's... That's, That's what being I prepared. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, yeah, because like if you get like some kind of like you know really global. I mean, if you get a global disaster, right? Such uh, as you gotta, this? yeah, and you got to get such as what we're living in. You're trying to you want to try to at least get back to you know the way it was before, right? Um, yeah. And if all of it goes, you know, if all of it's burnt or flooded or whatever, it all dies. Then you know. Um, your life obviously it'll change by then, but like it'll never come back to some some, some sense of normalcy. Mm. Um, the the leadership. The thing that that gets to me is that um, they've had time to prepare for this. Yeah, as you said, right? ten years. Um, ten years. And, yeah, and and I, I understand one of the government governors came on, and, and at least the governor came on and. Um, on, on one show, he was he was saying that the natural gas pipelines were frozen, right? So that mm-hmm. that that's that's why they couldn't get gas to like whatever. But into another show, he said, "Oh, it's the wind turbines. It's all you know. It's all the wind turbines. They're all frozen, mm-hmm. right? The problem is the wind turbines only pr- produce you no know, ten percent of their power grid, right? Um, and so what happened to the other ninety? present it was just it was just kind of like presenting it as it was only that right yeah, and so natural gas is the the leading it's the like, predominant yeah, the predominant source of power there yeah and so the you know when when your leadership is making excuses mm. um you know find the you know where to find the blame instead of necessarily you know learning from them Maybe they did because I didn't. I'm not sure if I listened to all of the all of the interview, uh, but it sounded like you know they were just he was just trying to deflect any blame because they should have known about this. This happened ten years ago. Um, I don't know what happened since. I can imagine that you know people were telling them you know look um, you know wind turbines in Alaska, wind turbines in Antarctica. Okay. Wind turbines in Canada. We, you know, we winterize our stuff and the wind turbines just work fine. There's no reason why yours shouldn't be working <laughs> if you prepared for it. Yo, man, you got to hunt out those engineers. What are they doing? 
right? And, and you can't help but think that part of the problem is, you know, because it, well, you know, there's, I don't know, these companies that that, that manage it, mm-hmm. um, you can't help but think that part of it is the proce- process of profit and cutting corners and trying it's to be as efficient as possible. But then, is. you know, they think, well, you know, and to some degree, yeah, okay, you're not going to have like this huge major storm, but you just got, we just got hit by a pandemic that we, <laughs> that we never, whatever. You didn't think that maybe some things were possible, right? Yeah. At least winterize some of your stuff, at least the, you know, the natural gas pipes. But apparently not, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and, and Of course whatnot. it is. Yeah, because uh, who would have thought? Who would have known? Like, but that's the thing. Hit. It happened yeah. already. You know, if this was it just out already. of the blue, okay, fine. But it happened already. And right? I guess with the, uh, something like this, so catastrophic, you get to see, as we're talking about, we get to see the holes. We get to see the weaknesses in their infrastructure, the weaknesses and failures of leadership, which is like... It's like when COVID hit, like you get to see the weaknesses within, you know, your society, within your government, like yeah, what things leadership. are missing in your lead. And yeah, and you get to see like where your leadership is, see what their focuses are, like, where are they looking at? What are, who are they working for? You know, um, which to me in this sense, in this particular situation is profit and capitalism. Yeah, it's, it's hard not to look at it. You know, it's hard. To, it's really hard not to see it. Yeah, to see that as like a huge, as a huge factor. Uh, you know, uh, you know, to some, I mean, to some degree, you know, obviously, it's not something that's normal. So, you know, it is. It's so abnormal, like like a pandemic, uh, like a. Winter, but I'd like to go back. When Texas to, freezes over, you know. Yeah, but I want to say that you know they did have snow before, to, obviously not to this degree. But if it's possible then, it's still possible now, right? Um, and the prevention of it, the preventative measures could have saved lives. And I don't know how much how much dollars in damage, you know, definitely millions, could be billions, you know, worth, you know, worth of damage. Um, and so how much is that preventative measure, you know, really costing them, right, in relation to you know, the, the amount of damage that they have right now. Mm. Um, and here's the thing. Leadership will always, you know, leadership will always have responsibility in the good and the bad. Of course. Right? Yeah. When there's a, win, wrong, there's a win for them, right? Yeah. When something goes wrong, I mean, when something goes right, oh, yeah, you know, they deserve on, credit. Yeah, of course. When something goes wrong, they deserve some of the blame. Of course. Right? Um, and I'm drawn to, you know, Luke 12, Chapter, I mean, uh, Luke chapter 12, verse 48, which says, Everyone to whom much was given, of him much will be required, and from him to whom they entrusted much, they will demand the more. And it's, you know, we, we were talking about, you know, um, uh, Dr. Um, Ravi Zacharias, the last, you know, the last podcast, right? How he was entrusted with responsibility, mm-hmm. right? And that, Maybe if this had happened to somebody else that wasn't so visible, that wasn't whose 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 platform wasn't so large and whose reach wasn't so far, you know, maybe this wouldn't, maybe that you know the blow up wouldn't be as massive, the fallout mm. wouldn't be as big, right? Mm. But as we've said, 
if you're a leader, you're held to a different standard, right? Yeah. Um, we see that throughout the Bible. Um, I, I'm sure there's passages of it, and I know that's why Jesus didn't have like him, him and the Pharisees didn't have a good relationship necessarily because of that. Uh-huh. Right? They were supposed to take care of, you know, his, you know, his people, but somewhere along the way. The institution, at, you know, because obviously there are some, you know, good um, individuals here and there, Nicodemus, you know, being one of them, mm-hmm. um, you know, as an institution, they started to lose sight of what they were there for. And they started to make it about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, and so leadership does bear some kind of you know, responsibility to this, to the brunt of this. Um, and you see it in the news, you see it um, in the reaction of the people, um, particularly, you know, if, you know, you're paying money, <laughs> you're, you've chosen these leaders <laughs> to be, to be, to have foresight, you know, to be prepared for things like this, to protect them, you know, to protect you as a citizen, you know, um, it's, um Yeah. It's um an unfortunate, unfortunate situation. Yeah, like I when you're when I'm thinking about it, just thinking about you said like oh these people in government in leadership are the people who were elected by the citizens of you know Texas, of Dallas, whatever, right? And you're saying uh, like just as the Pharisees, I was like you know you know they kind of got off track and they lost sight of what they were there for, what they're, you know, their allegiance to and things like that. Um, and I think for these like politicians and people in leadership, they've definitely lost sight of what they should be doing, which is working for the people. You mean not taking the trip to Cancun? Oh, I think, yeah, I don't uh, think that's a good idea. Are you, are you, would you be, okay, do you think it should be something that's understandable that you do? You know, go to a trip to Cancun when you're supposed to be serving the people. Okay, so so the story First, is yeah. Okay, so the story is set it up. Give us some context. One, one of the two senators, what's his name of Texas? What do you mean? Everyone knows his name. Ted Cruz. Come on, Ted Cruz. So Ted Cruz, this the narrative. The story story goes is that he he took his family down to Cancun in the middle of the storm. The senator, right. Going there, going there. People obviously has their phones, so they take it out, they whip it out, they they take videos of him. He's all he's he's checking in. He's got his his roller bag suitcase thing that's dragging <laughs> behind him. They they take a video of him on the plane and stuff. And apparently, it gets back to him. Somebody tells him to come back home, or at least from his from his um his. Um, point of view when he got on the plane he started to think that there was something wrong with it maybe he shouldn't go and stuff yeah, yeah and sure. it was only going to his 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 uh yeah his his um his side that's the word i'm looking for his side of the story is that he was only going to drop them off and then come back right away there's a little bit of inconsistency maybe in the in the story but you know that's you know, I mean, who thing. drops off their family to go on vacation? Well, the other part of it back. is like, if, if you're know, only man. going to drop them off, why are you bringing like a suitcase? 
Mm, true that. Right? Um, Why so do you need to drop off your family, first of all? Second of all, we're in the <laughs> middle of a pandemic. Being a government official, should you be going on vacation somewhere? No, I don't think that. No. That's not very well, and, and good. Just being a representative. You're trying to be a representative well, of the people and speak for the people. I really don't understand why you're doing well, such part a thing. Of, part of the the I think so, one of the one of the sort of like the points for him is that um, well, he's a senator. Um, oh, he makes laws. There isn't oh. anything that he can do necessarily to fix, you know, the pipes, make the 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 um, the wind turbines turn. Okay, sure. And, and all that stuff. Okay, um, fine, fine. And Watch some him. would even say, <laughs> some would even say it's I even better if he goes because you know he's not he's not wasting resources, you know that are that could be used by somebody else. The problem is he oh, didn't use some resources to get to, to the airport. So that's what the, do you mean? Where the, the people jet are? Fuel, the people man. are jet the people. The citizens are the people paying probably for his salary. So well, I don't understand the, that the, part. The resources that he used apparently <laughs> was that he um, is that he called he called the the, the police uh, the local like a police, police escort. Yeah, for a police escort oh, to the okay. thing. And uh, apparently, there's these um, incriminating tweets by his wife that that kind of just blow up his story um, of just sending it over, you know, Uh-oh. just um, dropping them off. Uh, his family off and then coming right back so there's that and I the mean, other thing is that there are other the so so ted cruz wins you know his senatorship whatever you call it yeah his his opponent that lost to him is uh-huh. not a senator but he manages to still do things for the you know for the community for the, sure yeah, the, yeah. For the community um, there's another sort of Congress person outside, like in um, on the other side of the country, who raised AOC? more than three. Yeah, mm. AOC, man, she raised more like so much, million how much dollars, million dollars for, for people in Texas. For people in Texas, so the argument is that well, yeah, he can do things like you know, of course what he can. Doing. And so, oh goodness gracious me! Um, and so, like that, apparently didn't rub a lot of people the right way. Mm-hmm. I mean. Okay, let me think about this. Okay, so this is what I'm thinking, guys. Hear me out. So I think about to what standard should we hold people in leadership to? To what standard are we um, comparing them to? Seeing that Ted Cruz is a Republican, I'm assuming he's a Christian. So, right? I, I don't that. think I would assume that. We would assume that he's a Christian. So as to what standard I would want to put him up to, I would want to see him being a godly, like in a godly leadership, you know, characteristics. And I was just doing some research and like, we, we wanted to talk about it. Like, what does leadership look in the Bible? And like, one thing that really stood out to me is like, Jesus's servant, lead, uh, servant leadership in being with the people and helping them and, you know, helping those who are oppressed, marginalized, poor, and then I look at Ted Cruz, who's going on vacation to Cancun. So when I see that, it really rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> and that's maybe only because he's Ted Cruz and he says he's a Republican and I can only assume that he's Christian. However, however, does this should I should us as Christians, I don't know if this is even related to the topic. Who knows? To, for me as a Christian, <laughs> should I be holding that same standard to every point of government across the board 
or or not that they should be working for their people to make their I lives sh- better yeah of course i think i, I would think well, that's the reason why you're elected right okay you work for okay, the people good. sure right you're elected uh-huh. to you know whether you're in congress whether you're in the senate in, in canada we do have a sen- senate mm-hmm. as well uh in, including we do? Our, I'm just joking. Wow. <laughs> Gotta take social studies again, man. Yeah, right. And, you know, civic, on civic. top of our MPs, you know. In, I in thought the house. it's only Justin Trudeau who coughed the shot. <laughs> Some people wouldn't just like that a lot at all. He's like he's joking. like right. he's like the queen, right? He's like the queen. <laughs> That's the same as the governor general, right? Hey. Oh man. Um. So, but you're elected, you know, by the people. Um to be their voice, right? Um, and to make the, the decisions that are in their best interests. Sure. Um, and so I, I, I guess, you know, it's sort of wrapped up in that is that you, you have, you would, you would assume that there's like a natural, you know, affection and care and wanting to, you know, provide, you know, make lives easier for your constituency. Um, and this is just not a, it's just, this is just not a good look in that regard. Right. And to your point, Billy, you know, God has a special affinity for, you know, these two people, widows and orphans. Mm. Right. And that's just sort of like the, if you were just to look at it, it sort of like encompasses this, this notion of those that are less fortunate, those that don't, you know, that have Mm -hmm. sort of, they're struggling, you know, they're they're not they're not well off. There yeah, are some. They don't really have a voice. They're powerless, right? Yeah, they're, they're, they're vulnerable. Yeah, yeah vulnerable they're vulnerable. Population. They're vulnerable. They're 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 um, disadvantaged. Disadvantaged, yeah. Disadvantaged in a certain way, and you know uh, that hasn't changed. You know we, mm-hmm. we that that you know what happened. What's in the Bible? You know people that are are disadvantaged and powerless and voiceless. That still happens today. And so, you know, the difference is, you know, one of the, at least one of the differences is that we live in countries that allows us to elect people to help mitigate some of that powerlessness with the notion that they would come up and, and help every, you know, people's lives be easier and, you know, they would defend and, you know, help, help provide and, and, you know, protect. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that voted you in because they've chosen <laughs> you as somebody that speaks for them. Sure. Um, and so, you know, when I guess what it does, at least in my, the way that I see it, it, it's, it looks very much like an abandonment scenario. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, wow. I never saw it that way. But when you like explain it like that, I'm like, wow, that's. Right. Cause yeah, like, cause go ahead, he Mark. might have, you know, like this, his story might be true. His motivations might be like there all along in which, yeah, it might be true that he was just dropping off his daughters and sure, he's going to okay, come back. Fine. But Just give him the benefit of the doubt, right? Like in the court, in the court of public opinion, that doesn't look good. Like it's all right now in the, at least in this society today, it's all about how it looks like. And you're going to be judged right away just based on like what it seems that you're, you're doing and what mm-hmm. you're up to, the mm-hmm. words that you say. Um, so 
at the end of the day, it didn't look good. It didn't look good. Uh, he can say all his, you know, his motivation and his true intentions, but as you said, it looked like there he was abandoning. So, um, yeah. Yeah, and this is in, obviously this is in stark contrast to, you know, when God talks to us, particularly you know in Deut- places like Deuteronomy, you know, where he says, "I." For it's the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Mm-hmm. Right? That's that's not, you know, when things get rough, he doesn't abandon us. Right? He walks He walks with us. He's provided the Holy Spirit to be with us every step of the way, to walk beside us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think and, this principle is one of, uh, you know, preachers preach about, preachers warn about, the last episode about Ravi, we talked about David and the fact that he left his army to be at home. The preachers preach that that choice was the catalyst to everything that happened. Wow. Like David, as a leader, as a king, should have been in battle with his army, mm-hmm. but he chose to stay home. Mm. That led to the temptation of Bathsheba. Not her tempting him but like the temptation put him in a situation of, yeah, where put, yeah put him in a situation himself. where he saw Bathsheba and mm. he succumbed to his fleshly desires mm. um, also just putting this into today's and, and our culture right um, let's just say you know Filipinos as we are Filipinos Christians or yeah there's this thing in our culture as churches where at least once a year churches organize this this day like a Sunday or a Saturday where they come together and fix fix up the church, tidy up the church. It, maybe it comes in spring, spring or cleaning, close baby. to summer. Yeah, spring cleaning uh, where they they gather together and pretty much the whole church helps out and um and they expect also the pastors to be there um if i think it would be equivalent this situation would be equivalent to a pastor calling for the spring cleaning and this gathering and then not showing up going somewhere else he would mm. definitely be uh, criticized uh, even I know a story where a pastor showed up in a suit and he got criticized like why why are you showing up in this event where people are rolling up their sleeves and you show up in a suit <laughs> <laughs> uh, so even that like a pastor would get criticized which you know he could have could have had change in his car or something oh, so, um, but it's definitely you're expected to be in the trenches with your people Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you're a pastor, uh, whether you're a politician, uh, a good I think a good a, a good sign of being a good leader is that they're there for the people uh, mm-hmm. that they're leading. It's like when I got inspired with the way that Mark Cuban helped. What's his name? Delonte, Delonte West. West. Yep, Delonte mm-hmm. West. Um, his former player. It's not he's not even a player anymore. He's not even yeah, like years you know, like a player years in the Mavericks. Separated. But yeah. when Mark Cuban saw that Delonte West 
was in the streets begging for money, begging for food, and had a tough time because of his addiction to drugs uh, or substances. Like he himself, he didn't send someone to go get him. He went himself to go find Delante West and brought him to um, a rehab center. A rehab center to help out someone. And I think that's a good leader. And you see Mark Cuban being there in the sidelines all the time, uh, cheering up his players, even in the huddles, he's there. So uh, he could just be an owner and just let his team be. And just gain profit and make money off of them, right? He's there. He, He loves his team. He loves his players. And the Delante West situation... Uh, is a true testament to how he is as a leader. Yeah, I mean, you take care of those, you know, that are, you know, that you can take care of. Look what what we find in Proverbs 27, verse 23. It says, be diligent to know the state of your flocks and attend to your herds, mm. right? Know who you're, you're, who's under you, right? Know who you're responsible of and take care of them. This doesn't seem like this is, <laughs> this doesn't seem like one of those times where you, that's that principle is followed man right like i said it's, it just sounds so simple as a leader you are there in front to help out the people behind you the people who voted you in like it just makes so much sense like we just like things are just lost yeah. the rails and i think the lust of the flesh has grabbed a hold of politicians well there's the, but again like there's also there's like people like nicodemus there's politicians like nicodemus who are like there. I think who do have a servant heart who I think God placed him there for a, a reason. And I think probably followers, like really followers of Christ who have been put there for a reason to be an example of what it means to be uh, an ex- of, of, a, of a Christian leader. Right. And, right? and you're not, I don't think anybody here would, would, would think that, oh, they, they should have been completely prepared for this. You know, I mean, this is a natural disaster. Of course. Um, or uh, was it? You know, we're allowed to, you know, we're allowed to not be able to think of everything because we can't. Yeah, we really, right? yeah, literally. But be there, right? Um, be in, be in the mix, uh, in the mix and, and, and let people know that you're there with them, uh, fighting along beside them. I think that's, that's what I think people want anyways, right? Mm-hmm. It's Yeah, for sure. Just to know that they're not alone, and that you know you're you're doing your best to try to make things better, right? Because mm-hmm. it's just a miserable situation all it around. It really is. Yeah, it really is. Right, wow. and it's hard. Um, but like I said, this is a natural disaster. It's 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 a snowstorm. Um, <laughs> is it just a snowstorm? Well. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Does the Bible say anything? Do you guys know anything? Uh, you know, does the Bible talk about anything about strange weather patterns? What is it sort of like? Are you asking if climate change is real? <laughs> I want to make sure. <laughs> I, yeah, sure. Let's go with that. What That's does the, the Bible say about strange weather, weather patterns? patterns? Yeah. I didn't want to say climate change because I thought, you know, maybe it was. Has there, has there yeah, been like, any I mean, sto- anything in the Bible about like weird weather or things like that? Has there been? Uh, well, when you have fire and brimstone take out two two cities, yeah, there's oh, going to be yeah, something. Yeah, that's kind of weird. When, that's a weird one. When there's a, when a, there's a worldwide flood, there's going to be, you know. That's kind of weird too, eh? weather patterns. 
That's kind of weird. Um, yeah, I guess the Bible talks about uh, global warming when the in Revelation it says the angel pours the bowl of fire and then people <laughs> feel the heat. <laughs> no joking. way! Wow. People scream. People scream because they feel the heat. Uh, but Yo, no, man, I'm just joking. If that is someone. <laughs> If someone used that as a proof text for climate change in the Bible, man, that'd be something. Yo, everyone's just gonna did. feel global warming in the end. Oh man, that'd be so. That's crazy. Um, in Luke, somewhere in Luke, and in Matthew twenty-four, uh, where Jesus talks about the end days, mm-hmm. he talks about earthquakes and pestilence mm-hmm. and famine. I imagine famine. Like, being a re- result of the change in the climate um because and I, i'm pretty sure jesus was t- talking about worldwide um not just you know certain parts of the world mm-hmm. but when he talks about famine i think it's a result of the climate changing because you know the environment wouldn't be suitable for growing plants anymore Fair. Um, okay we talked about the seeds being there so that we can plant them again Mm-hmm. Should the existing plants of that seed die out, but then sometimes we forget about bees, right? There's uh, there's studies that show and tell us that bees are so uh, important to the whole world's ecosystem that should they go should they go extinct, that it's gonna bring catastrophic results. No um, way. Uh, is that because they're made they're, as pollinators? Yeah, they are. Their plants, our plants, are needed for them to like grow. So, I mean, they're not That's the so only true. pollinators that are there. You have things like, like, um, like butterflies and. Um, well, I don't even know butterflies do that. And Yo, where like was that. I in science? Because there's so many bees, they are sort of like a major, major like pollinator that helps things grow. Right, some plants can't grow without pollen. So um, you guys are telling me the descent into climate chaos is a sign of the end times? <laughs> is that what you guys are telling me or no? <laughs> like, what do you think? Because I don't know. Because the way I see it, climate change. Okay. Do we agree that climate change is actually happening? Yes. There. Yes. Like, is it a, I, so as the earth spirals into more chaos and as the average temperature of the of the the average temperature of the world increases more crazy things are going to happen just like what texas did some people i've seen on the internet say that this is just a cold snap i kind of looked into it not really because i really don't believe them because i really think (laughs) it's climate change maybe i should have done some more research about that (laughs) without giving the benefit of the doubt but climate change is that the end of the world what's happening guys <laughs> I, I don't i don't know if we're, we're talking about the end of the world right now um what we what the bible does tell us that you know he, yeah. he sort of god cleansed the earth the last time with water the next oh, time he's going to do it by fire fire yeah, that's true um you know and, and I, I don't think this is I don't think this that's. Is I don't it. think this is it. Yeah. Well, this is obviously, not if it. you're gonna, the obvious rebuttal is, well, if it's supposed to be fire, why is it snowing? Right. That's not. 
<laughs> yeah, that's the obvious. That's the obvious. That's good. Rebuttal that's towards that's good rebuttal that. Right there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's you know, and and which is why kind of like you know, they had to change the whole idea of uh, they had to change the title from global warming to climate change climate because change. people you know, are like, oh, it's getting cold. And, and climate like, change global warming it's not real because right. it's, it's not real because it's getting colder right and so i think what this does is that it shows that you know the the evidence is still coming in you know sort of like the the our our understanding the weather patterns is still you know growing and you know for lack of a better term it's evolving um <laughs> you know if i can say that as a christian because you know, okay, you're allowed to say um, that word. It's not. Yeah, it's don't it's get don't, don't write me messages. It's you know, it's just the word. Um, and so, you know, it, it, it's still it, we're still trying to figure this out. But you would be hard pressed to argue that nothing isn't is happening, right? Fair. I, yeah. I, I think you would have a harder time convincing me that. Um, if you're going to say that climate change doesn't exist, you're going to have a harder time of convincing me that nothing's really happening now. Mm, fair enough. Right. Mm. Um, that's just because it is. But yeah, yeah, I mean, when you look at the Bible, there are other, you know, you know, there are other sort of natural disasters, climate, you know, the weather patterns. Obviously, the main ones in an agrarian society, and somewhat close to the desert, you have not, you know, rain, but then you know, the disaster is famine. Right, mm-hmm. you have droughts. Right, uh, some yeah. of the some of the actions of of the you know of our best Bible characters are, you know, are are dependent or at least they are affected by, you know, their choices are affected by some of the weather that happens. Right, that's why Joseph goes down to Egypt, does a whole you know seven years of plenty, seven years of whatever, and they mm-hmm. move from. You know, Abraham, I mean, Abraham, um, my goodness, I'm drawing a blank. Jacob, Jacob, Jacob. moves his entire family. Yeah. Israel moves his entire family down to Egypt, right? Because of a famine, right? And so these things happen. It's real. It's not like God is protecting us from like, you know, it's, it's funny because like in, in, in half of the, the, the 10 plagues, half of those 10 plagues only, only affected well, not half of it, but like a good portion of them only affected the Egyptians. Mm-hmm. Where in Goshen, where the the Israelites were staying, not so much. They're chilling, right? But that's not happening here. <laughs> that's not happening. <laughs> that's true. That's not happening here. They, you know, it's it's affecting everywhere. Things happen on a global scale, as we're experiencing it right now. Mm-hmm. And the fact that more and more disasters are happening more and more frequently, I think, is a testament to that. And I was listening to a couple of experts talk about it, um, Texas specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's more and more studies out there that may be showing that climate change does bring extreme cold uh, because uh, they were saying as the Arctic warms up, the jet streams mm. that is usually kept within the northern the northern parts of the earth the, those jet streams are then released because the arctic is warming up and so it 
gonna we're gonna see if climate change happens more and more then those jet streams will start to come down like yeah more just south. like we saw in, te- in, in texas right mm-hmm. yeah the way i see it is like a the po- the polar vortex or like the cold winds that are like keeping the cold in in the arctic and the pole right pretty i just see it as like a fence you know or like a, a barrier and it's like because of climate change it's just slowly slowly weakening and there's more cold just leaking out and then that's when we have things like texas and yep. then you get Texas. And then you get Texas. So I have, I have a question that, so with all this climate change and everything like that, and I've always heard growing up that we should be good stewards of the earth as Christians. So I was like thinking about it and we all this talk about climate change. Like, should Christians be the forefront of climate change um, awareness? And when, I mean, from my understanding, when God put Adam and Eve, you know, when he created them, he created them to be sort of the caretakers of the earth. Sure. Right. Um, that's our sort of like one of the responsibilities as sort of the top of the food chain. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, to be sort of the rulers of this world. And there are, uh, and I think one of, one of the verses, or at least the main verse that, that, um, people use as um, as a, a way of championing, championing um, you know, um, taking care of the earth and, and being um, uh, responsible in that way is in Revelation, right? Um, that, Yo, that verse scares me, man. Yeah. Yo, that verse has prevented me from littering. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's the verse? I think Revelation. Are you? T- are, do you think we're talking about the same thing? Eleven yeah. verse eighteen. Yep. Oh, man. Revelation eleven verse eighteen. Yeah. So the context of that is the twenty-four elders uh, come together and like they say something in somehow in unison. Maybe they're doing a responsive reading, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So they say. Uh, we give so this 17 they start the speech we give thanks to you Lord God Almighty who is and who was for you have taken your great power and begun to reign and then it goes the nations raged but your wrath came and the time for the dead to be judged and for the rewarding your servants the prophets and saints and for those who fear your name both small and great and for destroying the destroyers of the earth. <laughs> Shoot, man. Shoot. What do you so guys God, think? God does take take it seriously how we take care of the earth. I believe. I and I think I think the the the, the lack of stewardship that human beings have uh, allowed here on earth is just the result of God's wrath as in God just allowing things to happen based off the decisions we're making in terms of not helping to fight climate change like not going to clean energy and not <laughs> going electric and just continuing to you know use gas and everything like that I mean times are changing people are becoming more conscious of climate change and trying to 
make things more sustainable. But I think where we're at now is definitely a result of the actions that were made in the past. Mm. And I think this is just how God created the world and he's just allowing this to happen. This is just the natural natural way that things happen in the, the based off the actions that happened in the past. So, am I a destroyer of the earth, guys, for littering? <laughs> Shoot. Destroyers of the earth. Am I destroy am I destroyer of the earth for driving my car? I'm so scared now. <laughs> Alright, guys, time to get a Tesla. <laughs> Christians. All Christians should get Teslas. Tesla. Or at least uh Toyota. What's that? Uh, What's the Prius. At least a hybrid or Prius. Uh, at least a hybrid. At least a hybrid, guys. Come on. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think part of the problem going sort of like sort of like going off topic a little bit is that you need to have the infrastructure, right? And you need to have like oh, whatever. Right now, the power. Right now, the problem in terms of like buying sort of electric vehicles is not necessarily the battery, um, although it would be nice if they can go farther. The problem is is that you have to charge it. It takes like 30 minutes to charge. Oh my God. Up to like 70%. It's really annoying. You can do it's it. Really it's annoying. great if you can do it overnight, but sometimes that's, you know, if you want to it's take not viable. trips, it's not, it's not viable. Yeah. I was watching a guy's vlog and he was just vlogging his trip like, oh, road trip with a Tesla. And I was like, wow. And he was like going up into, he likes, I think he's in England or something. And he was like doing trips up into areas where there's not a lot of civilization. And he had a hard time. <laughs> Like they had a hard time finding places to charge their car, so yeah. Imagine just taking a trip like from Toronto. Okay, my folks live in Florida, so imagine going down and it's like what getting gas is two minutes. Yeah, and you have to plan well. To charge. no, you like you, you really have to, have to plan well to charge. Yeah, and then while it's charging, what do you do? What do you do Maybe for an go hour for lunch or whatever? But. I think oh. this is, I think climate change or taking care of the earth is definitely our, as believers of God, it's our imperative to make sure that as much as we can, that we take care of the earth. And I think one of the biblical mandates for God's people, like back in the Old Testament, was that they work for six years, but then take the seventh off. Yes. Um, in an agrarian agrarian culture where they're they're farmers they they live um and they till the land and mm -hmm. you know they live off of the land you know, farming and all that um but uh i think it's a good principle that the earth can't was not made to handle yearly or at least like prolonged prolonged abuse Plant, well, for yeah, for yeah, for farmers and working of the of the land. It's it's funny. I read somewhere that when 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 Israel or when Israel or Judah when they got taken away to captivity, um, the amount of years that they were gone was the same amount of years um, that should have been um, should have been in place. When Israel was take was in the promised land, and they didn't take that that seventh year off for many sort of like centuries, yeah. and wow. so all of those so because they didn't take the seven years off, they didn't do the year of jubilee, that sort of thing. All of that sort of like accumulated to a certain number of years that it should have been like the land should have rested, and it's almost like when when they were taken away, 
God says, okay, I'm going to let the land rest for the amount of years that you should have let it rest. And then I'll bring you back. Wow. Wow. All right, guys. Let's call call Justin Trudeau's office. (laughs) Let's call and ask and uh, let's hope for a year of jubilee. Can yeah, you imagine if that existed here in like Western jubilee, society? Insane. A year of jubilee, that'd be so insane. Because the year of jubilee, you're supposed to give back everything. That's it's the year of Serb, man. Year <laughs> of Serb. <laughs> it, the jubilee wow. happened, guys. <laughs> jubilee <laughs> happened. <laughs> it's still jubilee happened. I think we talked about this in other episodes where like the good thing that came out of the pandemic is just the the lower levels of CO2. Uh, in the environment oh yeah and the land getting some sort of rest from carbon emissions uh but yeah the earth is not like god did not intend for the earth to just be on 24 7 you know um 365 days a year and then like all the years going no he he designed it so that the earth should have rest and just imagine just the amount of deforestation that's been happening mm. um just like not letting the earth rest on the amount of um mass fishing that's not letting the the oceans to replenish Populous. yeah, yeah, the, yeah, fish, yeah. the population so it's really bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, i mean you, I, I can't imagine that anybody would look at our world and us as a human race and say that we are taking care of the earth right Yikes. as a whole well, i mean true. obviously so there are true. there's there's the the you know there's there's the paris accords there are our laws you know in each individual in, in each individual uh country to protect some of their land uh you know uh protect some of their their natural sort of resources and stuff mm. but as a whole i can't you know as a race i don't i don't think that anybody could look at it and say yeah we're we're doing good Hey man, we're yeah. doing right by the earth. We were born in it. No, we're not being. We're, I don't think anybody could say we were being good stewards of, you know, the creation that God has given us. <sighs> wow. Mm. As a whole, I mean, sure, it's as a trending whole, towards that way. Being. It's trending towards that way, but you know, I don't, I don't know if we've gotten there yet. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, and so we'll get stuff like strange weather patterns. We'll get stuff like climate change, and and whatever. Is this part of? Is is this God or is this our own doings? That's probably some. It a bit. It a bit some of some you know some percentage of of both, uh, because yeah. there's nothing you know. My Bible tells me nothing happens without with the permission of God. Fair right, yeah. and so if anything, he's he's allowing us to experience what it is like when we don't steward yeah. the earth well, right? You know that's that's our that's free will. That's right. Yeah, that's these are our choices, and you know he he allows us to you know live out the consequences and the benefits, and not so much benefits of our own consequences. I mean, of our own choices. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, and unfortunately, we get we get situations like Texas, um, and it's wow. just and it's just a dumpster fire, but in cold, whatever mm-hmm. the dumpster fire. <laughs> equivalent of snow is it's just it's a bad situation yeah or even pat going like this past year it's like the typhoons that hit the philippines mm. they're getting stronger and they're getting more frequent 
I think in one month there were three that hit the Philippines. That's crazy. Which is that's crazy. Yeah, that's so sad. Crazy. It's like it devast like literally devastating. I guess you know the question that naturally occurs off of that is like, well, what do we do now? Where do we go from here? Can we prepare for situations like this? I think anyone, even as an individual within your family, you can definitely prepare for something like this. You know why? Because I, in school, I had a placement. It was supposed to be for public health, yeah. but it was a course and it was about disaster planning. <laughs> okay, not nice. disaster, but emergency planning. So I learned about what it, what it means to have an emergency kit. Like, what do you do in a, do you have a plan within your family to... So, so you have like to, a low-key prepper course. Is that it? Kinda. I don't know. Like, you need like, <laughs> if... For to have a, an emergency plan as a family, you should have an emergency kit with extra food, water. You should have a plan of escape if something, a plan to stay if things something happens in your building. Like you should have that all set up, just as how the government should have something set up in case of emergency, and not be and not, I don't know, outsource something, not outsource, and not uh, take advantage of like energy for their own profit and you know take cuts and take you know take things just to ensure they can make a profit because when you start making a profit off people then you're you stop looking at people themselves yeah you just see them as just yeah and nothing's nothing's wrong with making a profit nothing you know there there isn't anything i don't know man maybe maybe on a comment or something yeah but if you do it at the expense of somebody else exactly if you put other people in danger because of that In which I feel like is a strong, a big thing that happens with like leadership and government. But you know what? What can we do like within our families? What can we do as lead? What? How can we be a better representative of? uh, How can we be a better leader within our family, within our church, within our small groups? You know, to be a better representation of who God is and be uh, Christ-centered leaders, right? And uh, hey, maybe one of us should run for to be a politician so they can. uh, be in the trenches and be for the people, unlike some politicians. No, nah, I don't want to show. I'm throwing shade. I'm bad. I'm bad. I'm, bad. I'm, I'm pointing bad. at my nose. It's not going to be me. Not me. Do you guys think churches should invest in batteries as source of, you know, backup batteries as a I- source of? a backup plan just in case and are are you telling me if churches are essential i'm joking (laughs) i'm joking in case of something happening like this that churches can be a source of heat a source of shelter for people I, i think that would i think that if you plan if you plan to be like a church that impacts others positively to help others, especially when they're in need, mm-hmm. that's not a bad thing to look at. Like if you try, if you say, "Okay, we are we're putting we're putting plans in place so that our church, which is used usually only once out of the week, yeah, yeah. can be a shelter. You know, can mm-hmm. you know can be a place that provides you know protection and warmth and food, place to sleep, you know, um, fellowship." You know, clean water. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, I don't know what. Hey, I, I mean, I don't know what baptistry water. The holy. <laughs> <laughs> Philip, 
Hey, what do we what do you do in the Philippines when you know that there's rolling black brownouts? Right, you fill the tub with water. Fill the tub. Yeah. Fill the tub with water. In fact, that's what they tell you to do here, right? If there's if there's something wrong, go fill up the go fill up the tub. Mike, you can last what three weeks without food, but only three days without water, yeah. right? Is the general rule. True that. So, you know, if yeah. we're talking about you know if we're talking about churches, yeah, be a place that you know stock up some food. Right. Yeah. For an oh emergency, goodness. have extra that blankets. Be a cots. part of their emergency plan, like yeah. instead of being a plan of escape, you need a plan. You need to be a place of hope and a place of provision and a place of a resource for people who are in need. Yeah, like, I mean, it's such it's it's a natural thing to understand. It should, right? I mean, it should come natural, right? It yeah. should come natural. Right? You know, but hey, sometimes we need. You know, some people need that reminder. Some people need that reminder. Sometimes you don't have the membership to support. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, you, know, you don't the have the giving to, enough. Right. Of, yeah, the giving. Have, yeah. Hey, what if you're on a tight budget, budget, right? You do what you can. But uh, you know, going back to like, well, what can we do? Well, as as families, you know, we can prepare. Like you were saying, like your your preparedness course. Yeah, I mean, have something. You know, keep your, you know, keep non perishables. Right. Have a way to to have water. Water is the important one. Mm-hmm. Find a way to, to, you know, make sure that you're able to, um, to, ha- <laughs> to have a washroom if you don't have water coming through. <laughs> you know, we, we all kind of like, you know, that's just like a, a ridiculous kind of like thought process. But until until you're, you're, you're matched with that and you've got kids that have to go to the washroom, but they can't because the toilet don't flush. Dig and a I hole. Think, dig a I think, hole. I think, oh wait, I live in a condo. How am I supposed to dig a hole? Where, where's that going? Yo, off the balcony. Man. Off the balcony. <laughs> oh, wow, that's crazy. That's and I think crazy. also just as, don't get hit by the flying, you know, by the brown squirrel. <laughs> also, I think as Christians, we should be open to have our. Well, it's COVID. Be safe about it. But if you do have the capacity. To help someone off there in need, you know, to let someone stay over, like give someone help, you know, your neighbors who maybe aren't as a, as prepared as you, right? Like, how can we be a light in such a in a hopeless situation or a you know, dark situation? So yeah, yeah. And then the other thing, it's I would think that you as a citizen, you know, pressure, you know, pressure and and encourage your 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 elected officials Local to government. you know to. Think of con- contingency plans, right? In the case of natural disasters, in case of other disasters, you know, come up with whatever. And they should be having these things, you know, but just pressure them to make sure that they they look at it again, right? That they're 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 being updated with, you know, um, with the 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 events of today. Mm-hmm. For lack of a better way of saying it, right? Like, have a have a pandemic plan. Have a plan <laughs> so, like, you know, if you have a snowstorm, if like you know, fifty inches are dr- are dumped on you know, on our land. What happens oh. if there's no rain? What happens if you know we have an earthquake? What happens if there's a fire? You know, that yeah. rages through. I mean, it's not. I mean, obviously, they have building codes now that that is that prevents a lot of you know of fire spreading. But it's it wouldn't be the first time that a that an entire city burnt down, hmm. right? What do you do in those cases and stuff? What happens when 
when, you know, what do you do when, when the initial sort of civil infrastructure falls apart? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and I'm sure there's Bible verses out there that tells you to be prepared. I, I know the one in Proverbs that talks about like the ant um, not being like the sluggard and stuff like that. And, you know, they prepare and so they're ready for ten the virgins, winter. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> then you talk of yeah, the ten the ten bridesmaids, virgin, whatever. Right? So, you know, there is it, as much as we as much as we say we we trust God to provide for us, to you know, protect us and keep us in the hollow of his hand. Mm. Now um also, that also means being prepared. I mean, if that weren't the case, then he would have stopped the he would have stopped the the famine from occurring. He wouldn't have to give Pharaoh the the dream of the fatted calves and the skinny calves, and then they would have seven years to prepare for a seven year famine. True that. Right. So it's not like you know we trust God to stop all. Uh, all disasters, mm. right? But I believe also. I also believe that God will provide ways that you know that we will be taken care of. You know, His people. You know, um, should we be able to be? You know, to be good Christians, to follow Him the way that He wants us to. You know, we can still trust Him and still be prepared. Right. That's true. Those two are not exclusive of one another yeah as scar once sang be prepared <laughs> scar <laughs> i was not scar expecting that. and his wisdom man scar scar and his wisdom. yeah just do our best to be prepared to every circumstance and also and of be course, good stewards of the earth come on be yeah, good be stewards of the earth be good stewards of the earth there's and definitely some those times where, you know, we can't do anything, like it, it wouldn't be in our power to be prepared, but um, God will definitely be merciful at those points or in those times. But um, to the best of our abilities, yeah, let's, let's be prepared. Be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Ah. Take care of the earth. Uh, be a good leader. Be there for your people. If you're a politician, just be there in the trenches for those in your um, area of leadership. You're there for them when they're struggling. Uh, if, if you're a pastor, same thing with your membership. Be there for people. Uh, practice the you know ministry of presence mm. um, as a leader, and just be good leaders. Don't think about you know how you can profit off of people or what can people do for you it's like what can you do for your people and um wow climate change is real yes we do believe that um in this podcast for the people <laughs> involved in this podcast yes we do believe that and we, we do should, believe we that um god expects us to take care of the land take care of earth and um and also not just the earth also take care of our brothers and sisters who are suffering. Mm. So, um, you know, what can we do as Christians? Like maybe we can look into organizations who are sending help uh, to 
areas that are affected, um, mm-hmm. in Texas or in the surrounding area. Do as much as you can to help. Uh, we encourage you to do that. Pray for them also. Um, mm-hmm. we'll, we're definitely gonna. Uh, we're definitely praying for those people who are affected, um, not just for our friends and relatives who live in Texas, but for everyone who has been affected. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and we also encourage you um, who, who are listening to this episode to do that. Pray and don't stop at prayer, but maybe do something about it. Help mm-hmm. out. Donate some stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe if you're close by, drive to someone you know or someone, some stranger that you don't know and give them shirts, give them clothing, mm-hmm. give them clean water. So. Yeah, that's all we have for you this week. Uh, thank you, folks, for joining us in this episode. Yeah, um, this is a this was a very long talk. Uh, hey, man, there's two big things that came out of this Texas thing, man: <laughs> leadership and climate change. And you so. know what they say in Texas, man? Do it big. Do it big. <laughs> Everything's, Everything's bigger in Texas. In Texas. <laughs> nice. Uh, and definitely this talk has been big and long uh yes. we <laughs> but in all seriousness you know in all seriousness prayers out to those that are in texas we're thinking of you guys hope that everything mm-hmm. is okay um that everything will turn into turn back to normal that um you know you you'll find yourselves being taken care of provided for getting back to some sense of normalcy you know even as you know even as the uh, the vaccine is coming you know going farther than you know, where, where you were before with COVID and stuff. So, you know, hoping and praying that everything, you know, returns back to normal in as quick as possible. So mm-hmm. shout outs to you guys. Shout outs to you guys. Shout outs to government officials who are doing the most to help them. Fighting help. the good fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fighting, fighting the good, the good fight. fight. And yeah, um, we hope in some way Definitely, God will use this event uh, for His purpose uh, to help people, you know, prepare for the future mm-hmm. and get some lessons in leadership. And maybe this will be a way where God uses Christians to um, make a difference in that area. So, just to let you know, uh, just a quick announcement: we have changed our handles from the Prodigal's Pod. And our socials to at the prodigals project uh, because we're trying to make this umbrella a little bigger and mm-hmm. do other projects on the side uh, on the periphery um, so our handle is now at the prodigals project on facebook at twitter and instagram yeah if you like what you've been hearing please like and subscribe and make sure you leave a review that will go a long way in helping us out. We're here every Wednesday, so tune in next week also. That's all we have for you this week. Uh, stay blessed and stay faithful. And for you guys in Texas, stay warm. Yep. And join us again next week on the Prodigals Podcast. The Prodigal.